Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Well, hey, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. Thanks for listening to to us today. Uh, We're your hosts, Daniel. And I'm Bonnie, and we're glad you've joined us. Yes, we are. Yep. Hope you're having a great week. Um, We're having a pretty good week around here, and um, we had something happen the other day that I thought was kind of interesting that that was right on topic with the day, and um, I have a younger sister and a younger brother, and um, I was on the phone with my brother the other day, and Daniel was home, and... um, Josie came in and she's like, who are you talking to? And she's, I told her I was talking to Uncle Bill. And so I go on and she's just listen, you know, halfway listening to the conversation. And I get off the phone and he said, I love you. And I said, I love you too. Talk to you later. Bye. And she turned around and looked at me like I had horns growing out of my head. She thought that was weird. She said, you told Uncle Bill you loved him? <laughs> she could never imagine telling Colby she loved him. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, but she's like. Mama, I thought you could only tell Daddy that you love him. You're not supposed to tell any other guys that you love him. <laughs> and she thought that that was the craziest thing. And and so then we got in a conversation about that because she's heard us talk before about how Mommy doesn't have any any guy friends that I'm you know I'm close to, and you don't have any girlfriends. That's and, right. Um, so we got into this whole thing about how my brother's different. I grew up with my brother. It's different that he's family, and um, it's a different kind of love than what what she was thinking about it. Just, but I guess we've she's seen us kind of establish certain boundaries around here with people of the opposite sex, and so it really caught her off guard. She thought that was just funny and weird, and <laughs> um, so that kind of led us into this conversation that we're talking about today. Mm. Um, and that's is it okay to have uh, you know friendships of the opposite sex? That's a very good question. Yeah, and an important conversation. It, it very much is. And um, there's actually a rule called the Billy Graham rule. And it was taken, uh, it, was, it was named that, obviously, in honor of Billy Graham, the late evangelist, um, late great evangelist. And he had adopted this policy early in his ministry, um, which was a lot of foresight, a lot of wisdom, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and it was to avoid temptation and accusations of sexual impurity or immorality. And, um, and some people say that the practice demonstrates integrity and protects marriage, but others claim it could be discriminatory mm-hmm. and uh, different things like that. Yeah. And so basically that was his rule. He said, I will not be around um, people of the opposite sex alone yeah, or alone. have you know friendships uh, with uh, with women of the opposite sex, I know our vice president has follows that too. He sure does. He sure Mike, does. Mike Pence has that rule that he doesn't he doesn't spend time alone with other women that are not his wife. Mm-hmm. And actually, last year there was a uh, a federal lawsuit that uh, involved a police officer. His name was Manuel Torres. You can look it up. And um, and basically, it, he requested a religious accommodation from Lee County, uh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, from the sheriff's office. So he was employed there uh, from 2012 to 2017. And he was asked, which is probably common, um, he was asked in order to train a female deputy mm-hmm. who was new on the force. Well, okay. that probably happens every day. 
Um, however, the training included him spending significant periods of time alone with him in his patrol car and out day in and day out. And you've even said before, you know, man, I don't know how I'd feel if you had to, you know, be in a occupation where you were partnered with a woman, yeah, yeah. especially, you know, and, and that type of tense, there's stuff that they go through and stuff that they see that you form yeah, a bond really absolutely. quick. Absolutely, I would think so. Emotionally stressed yeah. all the time and having having each other only to talk to about it. That Yeah. yeah. So he he um he saw that danger. Yeah, he so he asked for an accommodation. They didn't, so it actually landed in a federal lawsuit. And um and so the the female em- employee who was denied training due to the Billy Graham rule you know, while we feel like, hey, wow, that was really good of him, mm-hmm. you know, protecting his wife, protecting his integrity, protecting his marriage. Well, now you've got a female, you know, police officer that might have grounds to claim discrimination on the basis yeah. of sex. Yeah. Um, and so it's a it's a real deal. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's the question that we want to talk about today. And, and I think it's a very important one. Is it okay to be friends with someone of the opposite sex who's not your spouse? We call this segment Lightning Round. Daniel, I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can in a minute, and you're going to have to answer them. You I ready? got the timer. Here we go. Okay. What did you hate as a child but appreciate now? Mm, naps. <laughs> What's the least important thing that's very important to you? The least important thing that's very important to me. Uh, oh my gosh, I don't, that's too deep, Skip. Okay, what advice would you give your younger self? D- don't, don't date. It, yep. there's, there's only so many things in life I regret and every one of them come from dating relationships. That's good. What was the strangest thing you ever did as a child? Um, I did a lot of strange things <laughs> as a kid. You were a strange child? I was a strange child, yes. So you don't have an answer for that one? Um, it would take the rest of the time for me to think of it past. Okay. Uh, what is the kindest thing a stranger has ever done for you? Um, I mean, pay for a meal, something like that. Yeah. What's the kindest thing you've ever done for a stranger? Oh, I've saved lives most uh, every yes. day. I pull them out of burning trailers, burning fires. Okay. Amazing things I do for strangers. Okay, today we are talking about whether or not it's okay to be friends with someone of the opposite sex. And Daniel, I'm sure with with you counseling people a lot that this question comes up occasionally, I would guess. Well, it does. Um, you know, at, at North Star, at the church I'm on staff at, we have that rule. Mm-hmm. And, um, and actually, it's a fireable offense. Hmm. So if um, it's something our pastor's very passionate about, I'm very passionate about, all our senior staff is very passionate about, because we've seen it. And we've mm-hmm. seen what happens. And it not just takes down an individual, but it can take down families. It can, if a church staff member, yeah, you know, if it this happens to, it can take down a whole church. It splits churches. And yeah. so for such a simple little rule as this, it's worth what it can demolish. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And so well, we have that. Obviously. That, yeah, we church. have that rule um, to where we can't... Um, we can't be alone with someone of the opposite sex. Um, if it's in a counseling situation or meeting situation at the church, mm-hmm. um, we have windows on our little office doors. Mm-hmm. So I let 
I have someone that works with me that schedules counseling. I let her know, mm-hmm. especially if it's going to run, you know, late or I'm going to be there after five. Mm-hmm. You know, she knows typically she'll, the office is pretty much clear by then. So she'll stay behind or she'll let one of the other pastors know that's still there. Hey, Daniel's still meeting with someone. So they'll kind of hang around. And y'all kind of cover um, each other. Like kind of cover each other that way. Yeah. And then we have, um, we have public kind of, private but public meeting areas we've got a conference room where one whole wall is a window you know is a yeah. window we've got outside patios we have places that if i need to meet or staff members need to meet one-on-one with a female we can do that um and it's public yeah but typically we try to say hey let's just invite somebody else yeah you know to the meeting and typically there's another person on the team that, mm-hmm. that would come anyway if it's um if it's lunch if it's coffee we just you know, bring it back, bring yeah. it back to the office where it's public. We've got a co-working space that's, you know, you can sit at a table and have private conversations, but you're out in the open. Yeah. And so there are ways to be able to do that, um, but that is a rule. So if we walk in and we see a staff member eating out or having coffee with someone of the opposite sex and they're either one of them's married, man, they can get fired wow. right on the spot. Now we do have some single staff members and uh and we're like hey listen you date all you want (laughs) (laughs) we don't care well and i can definitely see how that can protect people in ministry because a lot of people sure um you know that that is a a danger zone and the enemy is out to take down ministries and churches and but what about for a typical person a typical lay person say that is in you know in any other walk of life that's not in ministry is that as important in their marriage I think it's, yes, I do. I think it's uber important and it's very difficult. Yeah. Especially in, in today's, you know, in today's world, uh, people just don't understand that. Mm. But, um, but there, that's because we've gotten so accustomed to everything. I mean, we walk around with phones in our pockets that you could pull up porn on in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And so things are just easily accessible now. Yeah. Where 20 years ago they weren't, you know, if a guy wanted to look at something, you know, dirty like that, you'd have to intentionally go into a store <laughs> and it, you know, there was, yeah. it was difficult. There was a stigma, yada, yada. But even with relationships like this today, it's very accessible because in the workplace, they just don't recognize that. And mm-hmm. it's odd, mm-hmm. but I do think for the Christian, especially, I mean, non-Christians, I think this is valuable for too. But for the Christian marriage, for the Christian individual, um, the desire to be pure mm-hmm. and morally upright and honor your spouse has to far outweigh, yeah. you know, yeah. um, anything else. Yeah. Well, and I think it's an important conversation to start having. And I think people say, you know, this is not a big deal. It's not a big deal to me and my wife. We've got a strong marriage. But I think we see the importance of this not because of what the danger is like in the immediate, but affairs start somewhere. Yeah. In the beginning, it's not a big deal Yeah, because none of us, none of us have a, an intentionally want to have an affair. None I of us say, not. right. Yeah. Nobody says, oh, you know, I think I'm going to have an affair today. I'm going to make that thing happen. Mm-mm. And so when you're, you know, when you're working and you have to go on a business trip with a female, you never have in mind I'm going to have an affair. Right. You know, the guy might think, oh, she's attractive, mm-hmm. you know, or vice versa. Um, 
but you don't have in your mind, I'm going to destroy my whole family. And so therefore we have to, you know, we put locks on our front door, not because we think somebody's going to really break in my house tonight, but you know, just in case, I want to, I want to make it difficult for them. Yeah. You know, we put fences in our backyard because we want to, I really don't think somebody's going to come back there, but we want to keep the kids in. I want to keep the kids in and I want to deter anybody from doing that. That's right. And so in the same way, we've got to have enough foresight like Billy Graham did to say there are dangers out there. You know, I don't want to get in that. I want to remove any appearance of that. Yeah. And I want to honor my spouse. So go on and put the locks on the door before it even, you know, becomes a problem. Well, I think there's some wisdom in Mark 14, 38 that says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Watch, be, be vigilant mm-hmm. to keep watch. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's just a good word to be on guard. You need to watch, watch out mm-hmm. and pray, stay focused on the Lord so that you won't fall into temptation because the spirit is willing. My, my spirit says, I want to do the right thing. I'm willing to always um, run from evil and do the right thing, but the flesh is weak. Well, and that verse goes on and it says, you will not fall into temptation. So the fall gives you the understanding that I didn't plan that. You tripped. I tripped. And uh, years ago, uh, a Christian band did a song called Slow Fade. Mm. And it's it's a slow fade. We don't intentionally do these things. We just fall into them or we stumble into them or the ground below us gradually sinks and we don't realize it. It's a yeah. slow fade into this moral um, into this moral issue we're talking about. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes we, I remember when we were first married and we've, we found out about a couple, a strong mm-hmm. Christian couple, that he had had an affair. Um, they were in ministry. They, they were, were good ministry, friends of ours. And they, he had had an affair, um, and he left his wife. And we looked at each other and said, oh, my word, I cannot believe that. And we said, oh, and I remember saying, oh, that would never happen to us. Yeah, that was the, we were young enough then, that was the first major friendship godly person in ministry we respected they were peers of ours and that was the first one that just took me off guard sad to say i i don't really get shocked anymore i i I say that but i mean there are people that it would devastate me Um, but i remember thinking oh that wouldn't happen to us and someone wise looked at us and said never say that because mm -hmm. then if you think it won't happen to you you're not you're not aware and you're letting your guard down. You always have to keep your guard up because if you don't, then that's when you're going to become vulnerable. You never see it. You never see it coming. And you think, Oh, it's, it's not going to happen to me, but that's why we've got to put up fences. We've got to make sure we're keeping our guard up. And that's that watch and pray, stay, stay in the word, stay connected to the Lord and watch out so that you don't trip and fall into temptation because I mean I, I mean I can say I would never do that but if you I could also say I'll never eat any of those donuts you set in front of me but if they <laughs> sit there long enough on the counter I might take a bite yeah and it's very difficult and it's very weird it's very odd it's almost unheard of in the secular workplace mm-hmm. um, you're gonna be laughed at people that you your boss is not going to understand and they may not comply. Right. They, I mean, that police officer had to take him to court. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how um, that turned out. Um, I, th- 
I'm not sure. I need to yeah. I need to check on that. Yeah. I want to say that he that he won, mm. um, but I'm not sure. Um, but your your boss in a secular workplace isn't going to understand, and they may not make concessions for it. And there's going to have to be either you're going to have to make concessions, you're going to have to find ways. Hey, listen, if you go on that business trip with that female, you're going to have to find ways to either not or to make it work when you do. Yeah. And what and it's going to be odd and that person's probably not going to understand. But well, it's worth it. It's it's one thing though. I mean that's it's understandable that you're if people aren't used to this in this culture. We're mm-hmm. not used to this. So it might be odd to look at a coworker and say, "Hey, I can't spend time alone with you. I'm protecting my marriage." They might think right. you're weird. But what's difficult is when you tell your spouse, "Hey, I want to set up these boundaries." And then they don't understand. They're like, don't you trust me? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be. More I think difficult. that's where our conversation needs to start. Yep. Is that is that I would like to protect our ma- marriage, and I want to put up boundaries. And sometimes the spouse is going to be like, "Don't you trust me?" But surely, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we got a great marriage. Yes, but what we want to do is be be looking for something coming a mile away, and not when it's right at our doorstep. Mm-hmm. We want to be aware. There used to be an old song that said, "If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with." Ooh. And and it's it's uh, it was kind of a funny, silly mm-hmm. song. It's very true though, mm. because people um, they don't like we said they don't set out to get in these affairs. But when they're with someone who naturally at first they weren't even really attracted to, mm-hmm. but then they spend a, a great amount of time with them at work and processing things, and then conversations happen, and like we said, they slow fade into this. They begin finding that connection, uh, that connection, and it's the love of the one you're with thing, and you didn't see it coming, mm-hmm. and that's why you have to just say, okay, I'm not going to be with, you know, quote yeah. unquote, anybody else for an extended amount of time, um, so that you know we see, um, I see, uh, and we see at our church, uh, the most affairs happen um, between couple friendships mm. when you've got two couples or two families that get really close mm-hmm. and then they go on vacations together they hang out together maybe the wives are best buds the husbands are best buds they have dinner together their kids play together they're comfortable they're very comfortable and over time what happens is boundaries go away yeah they disappear and they go away they disappear and then the husband starts talking to the the wife of the other couple and, or vice versa, and they just accidentally fall into it. Mm-hmm. And man, we have seen that mm-hmm. so many times, so 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 many times. It's because they stopped keeping watch. Yeah, they stopped putting being up. aware. Yeah, mm-hmm. they. Hey, this is our best friends, man. We do everything with them. Our kids are. They're going. Our kids are going to get married. That would never happen. Know? That would never happen. No, that would never happen. Yeah. And it it happens to the best to yeah. the best people I've known. Um, and then the second most uh, affairs we see come out of the gym. Mm. I mean, and you think nowadays, uh, especially with this CrossFit type community and yeah. nothing against CrossFit, but uh, gyms that do these community type workouts, yeah, those people build a really strong community and they find a lot of community there. So much so that a lot of people aren't even, in, they're not really engaging in church anymore because they find their community in places like that. Wow. And, um, and, and that fills that gap. It's not an authentic filling. You know, only mm-hmm. Christ can fill those spaces through true, authentic, godly 
uh, community. But anyway, but people get into those types of community settings and they build those friendships mm-hmm. or at gyms, different things like that. And they slow fade into that affair. Well, it's that common, it, they've got something in common. It's fun. It's it's a way they can relax, let their guard down. They don't feel mm-hmm. like, okay, but then I go home and I've got tension with my spouse and my children and all that. And so, yeah, I can see how you would gravitate towards that. If you can't be with the one you love mm-hmm. in emotion, in mind, in time, in physical, intimate mm-hmm. connection, spiritual connection, heart connection, if you can't be with the one you love, Mm. Love the one you're with. Mm. And that's that's what happens. Man. Well, I guess that uh, it happens more often than we would like to admit, which mm-hmm. Ephesians 5, 3 warns us to avoid even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity. It says, but among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity. And I think that's that idea of avoiding even the appearance of evil. Mm-hmm. Um, people have heard you say that avoid the appearance of evil mm-hmm. is that maybe I'm not doing anything wrong, but it could look wrong to somebody. It's that, okay, I'm out with somebody of the opposite sex and somebody sees me with them. Mm-hmm. What are they going to think? Mm-hmm. You know, well, if I'm out running with somebody of the opposite sex, I'm not with my spouse. What somebody sees me, what <laughs> that's that appearance. It appears like you're doing something wrong. Or if you're, mm-hmm. you know, just having drinks with a coworker after, after um, work. Mm-hmm. It, it it's that hint that's could lead to something mm-hmm. yeah years ago I, I i knew a guy at the church who was um he was an ultra marathoner mm-hmm. that's a very small community yeah it's very hard to find people that want to run a hundred mile yeah, races that is a niche for sure and so there was a, a local community of ultra marathoners and um oh, of course his wife wasn't an ultra marathoner who is yeah um However, he was running these long, okay, so if a marathon takes three to four hours for the average human being, imagine what 100 miles, how long you're running. He's running for 24 hours at a time. And you got to have a partner to with, get through that. Yeah, you're doing that by yourself. With a small group of people, the females in a small group of people, hey, we need to go out on a run. Well, everybody can't do it. Well, I can do it. And so now you got the two of them running together, mm-hmm. and it led to an affair. He never meant to do that, no. but his passion for ultra marathoning created this 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 chasm between him and his wife mm-hmm. because he got it goes back to our an earlier podcast we did on are my goals killing me you know yeah. that kind of thing um, ruining my relationship when we get passionate about one thing that our spouse isn't and that that's fine to have those separate interests but when we find ourselves putting all our interests, all our time there, we will find community within that circle that we yeah. can't find with our spouse. Mm-hmm. And that can set up a dangerous scenario. Um, so you just have to be on guard, like that scripture said, that if you've got separate interests, um, you've got to find a way to tie back to your spouse or that you're not putting all of your time Mm-hmm. in that community of people and make sure that within that community you are setting up some boundaries with people yeah. of the opposite sex exactly hang out with the if you're a guy hang out with the guys in that group don't yeah. be gravitating towards the female and, and i don't want to say here listen if you're a crossfitter your spouse has to be a crossfitter no, if you're no. if your interest is x you know whatever it is marks the spot it, it doesn't mean your spouse has to be 
But like you just said, make sure when you're in those environments, you set up these boundaries mm-hmm. and keep your spouse attuned to what's going on and share hard about me. Man, today I went on this long run and yada, 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 mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's just wise. Yeah, be, be wise. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. Ephesians five fifteen through 16. That being careful to live wisely. Mm-hmm. The days are evil. Evil's all around us and it's going to find us. We're not looking for it, but it will find us if we are not wise and shrewd and paying attention to what's happening. Yeah, here's what we have to realize, guys. We're not looking for evil. But evil is looking for you. Yeah. There's a very real enemy. He has a very real plan. And scripture tells us his plan. It's mm-hmm. very simple. The thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. He wants to steal the intimacy with your spouse. He wants to kill off any influence you might have for Christ. Mm. And he wants to destroy your life. Yeah. He's coming after you. So if you knew that someone was coming after your house to rob and pillage you mm-hmm. and injure your family, what would you do? Uh, I would get prepared and ready, and I'd be on defense. I would build walls around my house yep. like they did in ancient cities. I would I would have every gun and ammo. You know, I would be ready. Or I'd run. I'd <laughs> run. Yeah, I'd flee the hills. That's, yep. uh, you know, I've got to escape the vehicle that's in my actually driveway. Not a, that's actually not, for this thing, that's not a bad, um, that's not a bad option in what we're talking about either. Exactly, run. run. Run from the friendships if. Um, so, so let's just say this. Right now, we're telling you there is someone coming after you. Yep. And that's the devil, and he wants to destroy your life. And if you're not putting up safeguards in this area, it's just unwise. Andy Stanley several years ago wrote a book that was really good. It's called The Best Question Ever. And I'm just going to go on and ruin it for you right spoiler. here. It's a I'm great book. Spoiler. It is a great book. But he basically, he says that the best question ever is to ask yourself, is it wise? Mm-hmm. Is what I'm doing wise? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that that is, I don't know if it's the best question, but it's really a, it's a, a good one. one. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. So what do we do now that, what are some things we can do to protect our marriage? We know there's a problem, we know there's an enemy, and we know we need to put up boundaries. So how do we do that? What are some boundaries we can put around our marriage to protect us? Well, the first one is no secret friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, your spouse needs to know every opposite friendship you have, you yeah. know. And... Um, and that's easy. The, the The secret friendships are easiest kept when it has to do with work. Yeah. Because that's just kind of a segment all itself. Oh, he's at work. I don't. Yeah. You feel safe know. about. You feel that. safe about that. Yeah. But those relationships and friendships can really happen at, at at work. So if you're keeping a secret or you're defensive about it, maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're suddenly getting a little defensive about this. A little those. uncomfortable. Oh. This is a work relationship. I have to spend time with this person. We've got to get this stuff done. Then you may want to reevaluate the health of that friendship. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have to keep, you know, secrets from mm, your spouse. Not with good. anything. Yeah. Uh, we should, you know, the goal of, of, one of your goals of marriage should be ultimate transparency yep. with your spouse. Um, so you need to really ask yourself, why am I getting so defensive? Why am I defending my friendship with this person? Um, to my spouse who is supposed to be on my, who I'm on their side. They're yes. the person that I want to keep closest to me. But there's something in, but anytime there's a secret between you, there is something between you keeping you apart. 
Yeah, you stood at an altar and said, I forsake all these other relationships. Mm-hmm. Who were those? Those were your, your parents, your grandparents, your friends. All of yeah. those people were in that room when you said that. I'm forsaking all you guys and in Cleveland and this person. So now why are you defending Another spending time with an opposite sex person? Why that is it, might it be shouldn't a, be a big deal. That's a good red or at least a yellow flag you need to pay attention mm-hmm. to if that's happening. Yeah, and so if you are, if you're hiding it, you, you need to get out of it. Um, you need to run. And listen, I'm telling you, I don't think it's a bad thing to say I need to I need to get another job. I'd rather change jobs than that's far less destructive than oh, no an kidding. affair or um, having to break up your whole family over something like that. No kidding. Um, the next thing is don't share heart talk with somebody of the opposite sex. I mean, don't don't vent about your marriage to someone who's not your spouse, um, or let them vent to you. I mm-hmm. mean, we can always be that shoulder. To crown that ends up, uh oh, now I'm sympathetic, now I'm drawn to this person, my heart hurts for that person, and oh, it feels good that they're coming to me, and they, mm-hmm. you know, and especially if you have a void of intimacy with your spouse, right? I mean, it you, fills a gap. You don't need, need to. You. you don't need to have an opposite sex confidant that's not your spouse um, that goes either way. If you've got those things you need to talk about, you need to talk to a pastor or a counselor or a mentor, and um, because if like we said, it's that slow fade. You've got to be beware that if if I'm you let your guard down when you become in you get in those emotional conversations and mm-hmm. and I'd say this too, um, not just sharing heart talk, but be careful not to get um, to not even heart talk, but off topic from what your work is or mm-hmm. whatever. Like texts about things that are not work, mm-hmm. texts or conversations that le- talk about hobbies and be careful what you're talking about mm-hmm. and laughing about and having fun with that person mm-hmm. about because that's building a relationship with them. And I mean, texting and you should, your spouse should be able to pick up your phone at any time and you not feel like you've got to hide it from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Um, just avoid another thing. Avoid being with someone of the opposite sex alone. If possible, I mean, if you're in a group or you're in a, a group setting, it's fine. Um, but even if it work, if you can choose meeting places with open doors or in public, different things like that, um, then you need to do that. Um, yeah. Avoid contact or relationship outside of work. Um, gyms, rec activities, you know, uh, texting even. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can text from work and then kind of go down the rabbit hole into the personal conversations. Yeah, you got to be very careful about so, that. And, and listen, we're not, in today's environment, it's going to be very difficult in a secular workplace to avoid this 100%. Mm-hmm. But you've got to put up fences and keep your spouse. Y'all have to just talk about it. And you've got to keep yeah. them in the loop of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And if you find yourself hiding anything, that's the first red flag. Yeah. If you're hiding it, there's an issue there. Yeah. Um, if you're finding yourself word. not wanting your spouse to find something. So uh, so we want to end today with some action points. Bonnie, what are some action points that, that they can take? Well, we've pretty much talked about all of them, but we'll just kind of recap. Sit down and have this conversation with your spouse. Say, we, we need to talk about boundaries in our marriage with um, people of the opposite sex because we want to guard it. Mm-hmm. Boundaries help protect. And and if you're the one initiating this conversation, say, look, you're – your this relationship is the most valuable thing to me and I want to lock it down. I want to keep it safe. And let's let's set up some boundaries concerning friendships with the opposite sex. Yeah, if you've never talked about this topic and you're concerned about it after hearing this podcast, that could be a really odd uh kind of put on guard 
conversation to have. They may be like, what are you not? Are you accusing me of something? accusing me of something? Yeah. So you may just want to say, hey, listen, I heard this podcast today. It really got me to thinking. Listen to it. And then y'all talk. That might be a good, put the blame on us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know. But, and if you haven't ever thought about this, you need to think about it. Yeah. If it's not a conversation you've had or you've never, you're like, "Uh, I've never really even processed Mm -hmm. that. It's important to process it because if you're not aware of it, then it could creep in. Mm -hmm. And then I think the next step would be for you to take ownership of yourself first Mm -hmm. and ask your spouse, are there any friendships that I have in my life that make me uncomfortable, that make you uncomfortable? Or have you ever seen me do anything that make you uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. And, um, and that opens up a door when you're able to be self-aware and different things like that. Well, I think it's also important that if I have a friendship that I know, okay, maybe, maybe I'm getting a little defensive of that. I bring that to you Mm -hmm. that I need to say, look, this friendship has, is a little bit, I don't know what's happening there. There's not anything, but I don't want it to be anything. Mm -hmm. I want you to be aware of it. Keep transparency about any friendships that are happening that your spouse might not know about. Mm -hmm. Bring it to light because the devil likes to keep sin in secret. Mm -hmm. And anything that can stay in secret and is not exposed can grow. And I'll tell you this, I've seen this happen where a a female has a relationship that's not good Mm -hmm. with her husband. And Men want to be superheroes. Mm-hmm. Men want yeah. to help. Yeah. And I've seen men try to fill an emotional void for that coworker or different things like that. Mm. And by, you know, oh, well, she doesn't I really. I her. feel bad for her at home. Let me do this. Be very careful there. Yeah. Be very, very careful. There. And it's one thing if, if she's a widow and she needs help moving, get a bunch of guys, go over there, help, you know, get a bunch of... Do it in with your spouse, you know, yeah. do team kind project. things as a team project. But um, but if you're doing that alone, that can be dangerous. So, yep. And then the last one I think is, is pretty simple. You got to take these steps, put these boundaries in place, do it with your spouse. We say it's simple, but it might be very difficult if there, if it, involves other people who are going to be like, what are you talking yeah, about? Right. This is ridiculous. And, and if you had to change a job to get away from, I mean, there, there could be a lot involved. that's not simple. There's, there's nothing that, that worth doing that, that could, if it could save your, your that's family right. and your marriage. Anything's worth doing. So. That's right. So. Well, listen, this is a tough topic, but, uh, but listen, we're praying for you guys. Let us know how things are going. Let us know any other topics that you'd love for us to cover on the podcast, you can email us at info at themarriageadventure.com. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. You guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.